0: Welcome to The Pilot Podcast,
1: where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this?
0: I'm your host, Me Too, with my co-host, BJ, and today we're watching NBC's New Amsterdam.
1: So stay tuned to find out if Me Too is going to be a new medical director. Never. It probably pays well.
0: I would never want that job.
1: You could save lives. (sighs) Pass. We are the system. We are the change.
0: Mm. All right. Speaking of we are the system, we are the change. Beach, why don't you give us a quick recap of the Savior Show of the Century?
1: Sure. So New Amsterdam is the new medical drama following Dr. Max Goodwin. Some people might recognize him from The Blacklist. Mm -hmm. And he starts out as the new medical director of a hospital called New Amsterdam in New York which is one of the oldest public hospitals, I guess, in the country. Yeah. And his whole goal in this new position is to really reform the way this uh, hospital is run and change it so he can improve the care that they're giving to the patients because this hospital is running low on money or is just not as profitable as he thinks it should be. So he's all about making dramatic, drastic changes.
0: And it's apparently based on, I'm not sure how loosely it's based on this, but a memoir from Dr. Eric Manheimer on his work at Bellevue Hospital. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, look at me with the facts. Usually you're the one with the facts.
1: We switched roles uh-huh. this episode.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, so a few highlights from the plot. We're not going to go into like a full breakdown of this one hour episode
0: there were 35 plot points that's why
1: yeah so some of the big ones he can speak spanish so don't try and talk behind his back
0: shout out to the custodial staff
1: yeah he is gonna fire you if you think you're a waste of money Mm -hmm. but he wants to help you make change so remember that
0: he as background for that he walked into a major staff meeting and asked everyone who was part of the cardiac something department to leave because they were fired, because they ordered too many surgeries just for money instead of health.
1: Yeah, except one guy got rehired because he was charging less with his hourly rates and not doing as many surgeries Yes. because he was all about alternative approaches that don't require him to cut open a patient.
0: He has his own plot point.
1: Yeah, he has an on and off again relationship with one of the directors of a different department who repeatedly asked him out this episode and he repeatedly said no, but she would not give up. And then in the end, I think they did decide to go out on a date.
0: Yeah, I think after she risked her life to help that one patient, he was like, I guess I can't be without her. Because basically, he told her that he only saw his, he is uh, black, and he said that he only saw himself with a black woman because he wants to have black children. And she was like, "So you can't get your swirl on," which is <laughs> <laughs> so
1: uncomfortable. There's
0: so much to unpack from that interaction um, on both of their ends. Yeah, that uh, might be a
1: separate podcast.
0: That's not a separate podcast because we won't get into it here that's like a separate thesis of how irresponsibly that interaction was written just Um, that line alone (laughs) just that line alone also when he was like i love black women and she was like i love black women too
1: oh yeah um
0: as a black woman i i ain't felt no love from either of them in that interaction but that again is its own thing this is a quick aside for our show I did not love that scene, and I really hope that storyline dies in a fire. They seem like they have good chemistry, so I don't mind them dating. I'm saying like that storyline of him wanting a black child and being with a black woman. It looks like they're going to definitely get into that in the next episode, but I hope maybe after episode two, it uh, goes away swiftly.
1: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But speaking of children, Dr. Goodwin has... What we believe is his wife, Mm -hmm. who is pregnant. I think like 12 weeks pregnant, 12, something like that. Um, So he has a baby on the way, but he doesn't have the best relationship with his wife right now. And then in the end, there's something that goes wrong with the pregnancy and she has to come into the hospital, which actually allows them to bond together because they're scared for their unborn child, who's, I guess, is fine. We don't really get too much resolution, but we do get yeah. a name. It's going to be named. This is a whole nother plot point. The baby's going to be named <laughs> after his sister who died in this same hospital, which is why he wanted to come to this hospital and make it a great place to save lives so he could save lives. Unlike his sister's life that wasn't saved.
0: Every plot point that we discuss <laughs> feels like a tangent because we stop in the middle of talking about one plant plot point. And we start talking about another one because I'm I want to responsibly recap and review the first episode and the pilot episode and not leave anything out. But in us speaking, it feels like tangents. And that is how the show felt. Just a bunch of like, oh, let's like do this because there's also an element. There's like that kid who they think has Ebola and they think might be a terrorist because someone infected him with it and then sent him to America And the doctor is like, the kid wouldn't show up to a hospital to get better. He would show up to Times Square if he actually were intentionally getting sick because he didn't know that he was sick. Mm -hmm. There was a woman who was super sick, comes back from the dead, and you find out she's undocumented. And so...
1: And misdiagnosed.
0: She was misdiagnosed. And for that reason, um, she just wants to go home and die in peace. And she's undocumented. So there have there she's like trying to navigate with her husband who is healthy that one way trip home. There are two separate ambassadors or like foreign dignitaries in the hospital and they be from their hotel rooms and like the chief doctor goes between the two of them. There's, There's
1: also the Indian doctor So we're led to believe that everyone at this hospital kind of sucks, which is why the director's firing everyone. Yes. And this guy's forgetful, so you start to think he sucks, but then you come to find out he's the only other person here who's right about stuff, like the director.
0: Yeah, like he loses his glasses on his head and does other... What you would think are like adorable, quirky things, except for coming from your doctor. He kind of is like if jessica day from new girl were the smartest doctor in the room it's like "Uh i'm quirky and i'm fun but like i'll also properly diagnose your illnesses that was my best new girl voice because i don't have vocal fry um but yeah that's what that felt like
1: and the creepy psych guy you want to talk about that
0: yes the guy from uh, what's the other what's that hulu show called deadbeat the guy from Deadbeat, looking real handsome and healthy, by the way, um, and coincidentally or not, asks for healthy food as one of the changes for the hospital. Um, he like takes special interest in this one girl who's in the foster system and lashes out violently against other kids in foster care. And um, he tries to get her to be committed to the hospital for two years so at least he can oversee her instead of having her go to another home that abuses her um and then eventually convinces or works to convince the one woman whose care she enjoyed her she passed away but her estranged daughter to take her in so again y'all we've been speaking for like eight straight minutes so of convoluted just- so many different plot points, and it doesn't necessarily feel complicated when you watch because it truly just feels like you're watching a bunch of different things play out. But it really feels like they threw the spaghetti at the wall, and they're oh, like, Oh, we
1: left out something.
0: Oh, no, what? I'm like almost sweating from this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, Whew. There's
1: w- one more doctor, this black woman.
0: Oh, Dr. Hannah Sharp,
1: who's doing a lot of press for the hospital, and she's bringing in. money-making clients but she doesn't want to practice or she says she doesn't want to practice medicine anymore and Dr. Goodwin's all about getting her to come back stop flying around and going on talk shows and help the patients.
0: Yeah she's the head of oncology and is supposed to be really smart but doesn't actually practice oncology and we watched that little preview for the next episode not to further confuse our dear listeners (laughs) but I, even in watching the preview, I just felt tired. Like, I feel tired.
1: This was a full hour of yes. just lots of plot. Mm-hmm. There was even one point, so we watched it. So sometimes we don't ne- actually watch the show on TV when it's airing. But we did tonight. Yes. And there's one point where they're like, oh, we're only going to give you a one minute commercial break. That was so fast. We Ooh. dived right back into the show nonstop.
0: I, I work out with a trainer and sometimes in between sets, if I'm doing the same thing instead of different things. So if I'm doing arms back to back or legs back to back, he'll give me a 20 second rest period and every time I feel like he's playing me on that 20 seconds. And that's because every time I feel like I, I like sit down or take a breath or take a sip of water. And he's like, get back in there. That's not how he sounds. He sounds like a normal person. He's on a drill sergeant. But that's what it, that's how I hear it. But in any case, that's kind of how it felt when we were watching New Amsterdam, when we took that one minute commercial. And then I felt like they were like, get back in there. The hospital needs you. And I was just like, OK. And like getting back to my frantic real notes unlike OA from FBI's note-taking.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot. So now that we've kind of gone over all the million different plots and subplots and connections between these plots, me too, did you like the characters? Do you like Dr. Goodwin? Do you like his coworkers? Do you care about this hospital in New Amsterdam?
0: Mm, I liked it. I think... um... I mean, I know we were just joking about how aggressive the story was, and I think it was aggressive in its overfilling of the plot. I feel like these shows are always playing at feel-good TV where you're watching it and you're like, okay, I'm rooting for these characters and I want them to win or whatever. And <laughs> His name is literally Dr. Goodwin. So yeah, I liked it. It was feel-good TV. As far as if I liked Dr. Goodwin, I felt... Uh, I don't know if this is the choice the actor is making or if this is the script or what, but he feels a little smarmy to me and a little patronizing. And maybe I'm at a sensitive point in this newsweek where I'm tired of men telling me what to do, say and think. Um, But he was just a little bit patronizing. And my last thought, I feel like I didn't, love that scene where he was sitting in the locker room with the custodial staff and overhearing them speaking in Spanish about like the new medical director and how he'll only last a year and they bet $20 on it and then at the end he like spoke a little Spanish to them and then threw $20 in the pot like I have I have good odds on me or something I don't know I feel like I know it's everyone's dream always to understand if someone is speaking another language about them but in my opinion, that scene felt invasive. It almost feels like like surveillance if you don't tell someone you speak their language and you're overhearing them, especially when the power dynamics are that way. Mm. Where he's the boss of the hospital and he's listening to, like, in theory, the bottom of the rankings, right? Like the custodial staff.
1: And nurses.
0: And nurses, who also, in Spanish, were saying that they felt like they were overlooked bottom of the pack they were like mm. we won't even get fired because doctors don't even speak to us how are they gonna <laughs> which is kind of nice how are they gonna fire us if they don't even talk to us
1: mm. that's interesting because i'm i'm like a hundred percent sure the writer's intention was not to say that he's spying on them but that oh, for oh sure. now he can connect with them because he can speak to them
0: for sure i know they were trying to say like oh he's down like he's good with like brown folks and black folks yeah. And he'll be involved. Spanish speaking folks and these folks and that. Yeah. I think it was them saying he'll have his hand in every pot, but mm-hmm. I took it as like, oh, you're not going to get one by me. And I feel yeah, like if I were too. a service worker, I would, I would feel that way.
1: It's like, I'm going to stay connected to you, but I'm also not going to take any of your nonsense. Mm
0: hmm. And if you're doing something like that and you're equals, it's like funny and a slight nudge of like, "Oh, okay, I'll keep it tight around him." But if you think about the power dynamics, like that's aggressive. That's an inherently aggressive thing to do. So, I need all that to say, I find him to be a little bit patronizing, but maybe I'm just sensitive about my about men period this week, which I am entitled to for the record.
1: Um, I thought he was an interesting character. I want to give him a chance. I have a, some similar concerns. I mostly did not like that he seemed to always be right.
0: Yes, isn't that annoying?
1: But I think that's just because they're introducing him this episode and need to prove why he is the director, why mm-hmm, he got mm-hmm. that position. So I think that will get toned down in future episodes. But it was a little off putting that it's like he's the one who knows the answer to everything. And he was somehow involved with like all the medical cases, which that's a lot for one doctor to keep up with in a presumably one day.
0: Yeah. How is he running the hospital, but also micromanaging to that extent? I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what medical directors or chief medical officers do, but I, that don't yeah. seem to be it.
1: But he did reduce the staff, so I guess that helps. It's less people to keep yeah. up with.
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking about him versus the the chief, uh, the chief doctor in um, Scrubs, and like the difference in those personalities. But yeah, I don't know.
1: But I think it's an interesting cast. I did not like the whole interracial relationship couple as characters, actually. So I'm not. I don't particularly care about their storyline. All the other doctors seem fine. I was actually surprised that the Indian doctor with the forgetting his glasses. I actually Mm -hmm. liked him in the end once I found out that, you know, he's more old school, slow and steady, but he's on top of things. So he he won me over the most, really.
0: Yeah, I liked him. I wouldn't mind if the show centered around him instead of um, the other guy. But I do think, I almost called him Tom because that was his character on the blacklist. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I do think you make a really good point that Dr. Was it Goodwin, Wingood? Goodwin. Goodwin. <laughs> <laughs> he either win good or he Goodwin. I, I, I do think you're right. They have to establish him as this like young hot dude. He's not just some hotshot. He actually is smart. He knows his stuff. And there's a reason he's in charge of all of us. So that makes sense. And I'm thinking about House because obviously I'm just thinking about any other medical show that I've ever watched. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I feel like in the beginning, I feel like for the first, like, it feels like two seasons or something, House was always right. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then he finally started messing up on a couple cases here and there. So maybe he just has to be established as that voice in the room that is at least usually the smartest
1: yeah, and that's probably going to take a while before we start to see him mess up. That might be like a big change in the season where he's finally wrong.
0: I wonder I wonder what the sustainability is for him to be in charge of everyone. Because in the preview for the next episode, it looks like he, the chief of psychiatry, and that uh, older Indian man, Jessica Day, all huddle about one psych patient. And so I wonder how sustainable it is for him to just case by case be so involved in the minutiae of the hospital he runs. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I think he's magically always going to have time for the case of the week and every other case. Do you think he
0: has a time turner like Hermione?
1: No. Mm. He said he has running shoes, right?
0: I guess those are his time turners.
1: Anyway, are you ready to give your rating of New Amsterdam?
0: Yes. What's your rate? Oh, you're asking me. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can go first.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yes, please.
1: I would watch this seriously. This seems like a fun medical drama. I know, listeners, it sounded like we complained a lot about the intense convoluted plot.
0: Because there were like 10 separate hot button issues.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping that that was just a lot of setup mm-hmm. cuz this was a very dense pilot but I think now that they've introduced us to literally everything they can it'll get it'll be better paced in the future episodes but I think I want to see how Dr. Goodwin's going to turn around this aging and potentially failing hospital.
0: So, I think I would also recommend to our listeners to watch again seriously. I know we've gotten feedback before about how we review our shows and sometimes we'll do very eye-centered language versus (laughs) listener-centered language. And so for the listeners, I would recommend watching again seriously if you want like a feel-good hospital drama. I think for me personally, I think I would not watch again and not for any reason of disliking the show. Um, I just... I don't think I need another medical drama because we already watch The Good Doctor, which I guess crowded are up against. But yeah, Yeah. it's a crowded space. That's fair. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: So if you want to hear our review of The Good Doctor or other shows that might be more worth your time or... Maybe not more worth your time than this. You'll have to decide. Check out our episodes at thepilotpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And please leave us a rating and review. It means a lot to us.
0: Please leave us a five-star rating and a stellar review. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send medical questions to our resident scientist, BJ, at askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Actually, Me Too is our medical director, so questions should be Oh, to her. no, no,
0: no, no, no. I, I want to go specifically on the record as I cannot answer any question. I am worse than IMDb. I just, I grew up an immigrant home. We just put VIX on everything. You don't want this advice.
1: That's her medical advice, guys. Vicks, vapor rub.
0: <laughs> I am not liable for anything. I don't know if that's. <laughs> I feel like Michael on the office. I declare bankruptcy. Okay. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye.